0: Hey guys, it's Megan here. Um, I hope that my voice isn't too crazy right now. I'm just coming into a cold. So yay for that. Um, Over the next couple of weeks, I was supposed to record episodes, but I am feeling just really poopy. So we are going to replay some of my all-time favorites until I'm able to get back on my feet and until we are done with the move. Oh my God, you guys, this is happening right now. So over the next couple of weeks, enjoy some of my favorite Stop Sucking at Business episodes. I'll talk to you again soon. It's time to grow your business, stop spinning your wheels, and build the life you deserve. And I'm here to help. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Megan Brame. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur. I am here to help you succeed in your small business. So thank you so much for joining me. I, uh, so for the past couple months, I've been using this service called Board Booster, and what it is is a program that basically automates your Pinterest marketing strategies and not Pinterest ads, but like organic pins and repins and group board interaction and stuff like that. And I was so excited about how well it works for me that I reached out to the owner. His name is Dennis Kashkin. And I was like, Hey, come on my podcast and tell everybody about Pinterest. And Dennis was like, yeah, totally. So We had a call before and just kind of talked about, you know, strategy and what I want to talk about um, and things like that. And so you're going to hear this interview coming up in a couple minutes. And I hope it's just really helpful and really valuable for you because even if you don't use Board Booster and you just want to market Pinterest on your own, first off, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, what I always tell you, automate, delegate, eliminate right? But if you're just starting out on Pinterest or you're trying to figure out a strategy, I think the big thing you can take away from this interview is that when you're marketing, when you're using Pinterest as a business rather than as a person, you should consider that Pinterest will not be for you. And I don't mean that you shouldn't be on Pinterest. I mean that when you're pinning When you're creating pins, boards, things like that, it's not going to be about what you want. It's going to be about what your fans want, and that will help you get ahead of your competitors. It will help you kind of see, should I pin this? Should I not pin this? Is it going to be valuable? You know, things like that. So once you get into a mentality of Pinterest will be for my fans or my customers, it won't be for me, then you can kind of see the better strategy to use. And that's what I talked to Dennis about. I talked to him about strategy. I talked to him about, um, things that he sees people missing, which can really help spoiler it's SEO and just different ways to implement. And you can use board booster, or you can use this on your own. It doesn't have to be either, or, um, I definitely recommend board booster. Like I said, I use them and you can go to meganbraim.com slash board booster. That's my affiliate link, or just go to boardbooster.com. Either way, Dennis would be happy to have you there. I definitely give it a try. I think like your first hundred pins are free. Let me double check that. Yes. First hundred pins are free. And then it's like five bucks a month after that to, for the next level. So it's definitely worth giving it a shot. I recommend it. Without further ado, I'll stop talking and I'll let you find out how to succeed at Pinterest with Dennis Kashkin of Board Booster. Dennis, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk all about Pinterest strategy, but first, can you give people a run over just of your background and about Board Booster? Oh, sure.
1: Uh, I, I'm a technologist and I'm a serial entrepreneur and uh, I just um, happened to fall in love with Pinterest and uh, found myself spending a lot of time pinning and uh, repinning and uh, basically uh, started feeling some, some of the uh, pains around, you know, how do you manage your boards when they grow big? How do you keep the quality? Uh, high enough, and I, I couldn't resist. But you know, built a few tools for my own use, and then I guess I I had to show it to some of my friends, and they they got excited. And uh, somehow we you know uh, we've been growing ever since uh, virally. I, I you know board booster tools are still in beta, but we have thousands and thousands of active users, and we uh, um, still haven't done any advertising. We're, we're technically We're, we're still in beta stage software with, without much, uh, documentation, for example, but, uh, somehow people figuring it out and, uh, people are very successful using our tools. And uh, I'm still passionate about Pinterest and I'm learning so much, uh, just from talking to board booster customers and, uh, you know, getting their feedback, getting their ideas. uh, Uh, I think. Time is uh, tremendous uh, now for Pinterest marketers to uh, reach you know bigger and better audience than ever before. So uh, I- I'm very excited about Board Booster. It's it's been a-, a very cool ride.
0: Absolutely, and I am one of those customers. I've been using uh, Board Booster for I think about six weeks, maybe two months now, and I. Like I knew Pinterest was kind of important, but it felt exhausting to do, and it, you know it felt like such a time suck. And because there's so much good stuff on Pinterest, so when I got to play with Board Booster, it was just like, this is so easy, this is so <laughs> amazing. And that's why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like a lot of people get intimidated by Pinterest and um, feel like, oh, I've just got to go through, like spend all this time on Pinterest and then people get overwhelmed because there's so much on there. So if you were starting to just develop your Pinterest strategy from scratch, let's say like you had an Etsy site or you were a a crafter or something, um, what would make you want to go to Pinterest? What do you feel uh, Pinterest provides that is a better way to promote than like a Twitter or Facebook?
1: Oh, uh, great question. I think... This is not true for everybody, right? right. This, uh, you know, Pinterest is a great tool for uh, marketers that have something visual to uh, to market. So if 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 you are an Etsy store that sells some you know great looking products, uh, then uh, yes, this this is probably a good match. And what makes Pinterest um, kind of uniquely interesting compared to other I don't want to say social networks because Pinterest no longer considers themselves a social network but what's what's unique on Pinterest is first of all the audience it's um it, it's people that are looking for aspiration you know p- people that want to discover some new Ideas, new, new, you know, cool, you know, artworks, uh, new, new things to do, recipes, etc. Mm-hmm. It's um, primarily mobile and primarily uh, female audience. It's an international audience, and uh, there's some some convincing research that shows that this audience has a very strong intention to buy. So when when people click on your pin, they've been already you know very qualified. You know they've they've mm-hmm. seen. The visual uh the the image associated with your pen they they've read the description uh so the fact that they want more is a good sign that uh you know they're probably gonna convert you know whatever you're doing on your website this visitor is more. Pre-qualified than a person that found you on uh, Google or just you know some some a random visitor.
0: Or do so you th- do you think even more so than Instagram?
1: Instagram doesn't uh, link to your website, so mm-hmm. as, a, as a traffic uh, generator, I don't think Instagram is as powerful as Pinterest. Uh, although the the two systems you know do a lot of things that are uh, similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, Instagram has a bigger audience, but uh, I would say uh, their, their focus is not the same. Instagram is rooted in uh, kind of amateur uh, quality uh, visuals, uh, usually made with uh, smartphones, and uh, Pinterest is more about. I think Pinterest grew uh, due to a lot of, of bloggers spending a lot of time making a, you know, more professionally looking pins. So, you know, the the average quality level may be a little better on Pinterest when it comes to just people discovering content that they want to engage with. Uh, But uh, by now, Pinterest has uh, definitely reached the critical mass. There's over 100 million active users on Pinterest. Uh, So that's uh, that's an audience you don't want to neglect, especially if you have some visual products or services to promote. And, you know, another unique um, aspect of Pinterest is the, the way Pinterest is used resembles, it's very different from, say, Twitter, where everything you post on Twitter, um, you know, is no longer that relevant uh, after a few days. It's, it's really focused on the current moment. And Pinterest is more about creating uh, you know, collections of things that will remain valuable for years to come if you create a a board with, uh,
2: you know, some
1: artworks or recipes or fashion, uh, chances are this board will get uh, a lot of users, not just the first week, but, uh, you know, the first year and second year and third year. So everything you do there is an investment that has much longer kind of lifespan uh, and, uh, one of the big reasons why it works this way is you know Pinterest audience actually uses this search and uh, different discovery tools which bring up content that is uh you know relevant to their interests but not necessarily uh, brand new so uh in this way, building your Pinterest boards is more similar to building a website than say you know adding content to Twitter where it's probably not gonna. Uh, generate traffic a year from now.
0: I, that makes total sense. And I see that a lot of people seem to use Pinterest for, um, like you said, like these collection boards and things like that. And so when you're marketing, it seems to be that, I mean, this is true in, you know, blogging and any kind of, you know, media outreach where you want to include other people's things too. Right. So it's like, um, Gary Vanderchuck says it's like jab 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 right hook where your product is the right hook and the jabs are other people's things to like to give this kind of um, comprehensive value thing. So, um, do you ever notice just with board booster or things like that? Like, is there a good ratio to look for when you're doing your pin like your product versus like if I was yeah. do if do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Right, right, right. Uh, so on Pinterest, you can both create brand new Pins that link to say you know any content on your website mm-hmm. or uh, you know content on other people's websites that y- you like
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or you can uh, repin other people's uh, pins and uh, I find that you know with uh, rare exceptions, people on Pinterest like to repin a lot right. and uh, if if you look at uh, the most successful pinners, you know, the pinners that have uh, tens of thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers and get a lot of traffic uh, to their websites, uh, they're never uh, just pinning their own content. Uh, Mm -hmm. With very few exceptions, there are some brands that have so much content that they can be always active and uh, always interesting just publishing their existing content. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, Say, you know, Jet Setter Photo, for example, has millions of followers and uh, they have a huge database of uh, cool uh, photos from different resorts that they can pin day and night. Uh, But uh, most others, you know, even if you're, you know, an Etsy uh, store, you probably have a limited supply of your own product photos that you want to uh, share on Pinterest by the virtue of being an expert in a certain field, mm-hmm. you probably you you can add value by curating relevant content created by others, and uh, basically your your part of your pinning strategy could be creating the most uh, comprehensive collection of on whatever topic. Say if you're into you know, fashion, then you could be creating you know some amazing. Uh, fashion boards that happen to include some of your own products as well as other uh, brands. And that that works really well on Pinterest because uh, people that stumble upon your board uh, might be more likely to follow you when they see that you're not just being selfish and pinning your own stuff only, but uh, you're actually sharing some of your talents when you're finding uh, really cool looking products and adding them to your board so yes i i definitely recommend publishing uh, a good mix of your own content and third-party content and some research we've done shows that uh, the most successful pinners happen to be actually uh, less selfish than average they they repin a lot more uh, than they push uh, their own stuff uh, to the point where people that have millions of followers they tend to publish less than, uh, I think, 15% of their own pins. So 85% of their uh, pins you find that they add to boards are not their own pins.
0: I love that. And I love that you said, you know, it kind of set you up as you're not just pushing your stuff all the time. Like you're trying to actually be uh, and offer value and, you know, like be, be seen as someone that just, I mean... You know, I make jewelry, but here's all of this stuff, amazing stuff from fashion week, and you know, my necklace kind of fits into this outfit. You know, yep. I I love that. But you were talking about successful pinners and just success in general. How would what do you think are some good metrics to measure to say if you feel like a Pinterest campaign is working? You know,
1: a lot of people would say that, you know, a successful pinner can be easily defined as you know, somebody who, uh, you know, amassed a large following. Like If you, if you have uh, millions of followers, uh, you're probably you know, reasonably successful on Pinterest. But uh, that's definitely not the only metric to care about because, I've, uh, frankly, I've seen some, uh, some Pinterest accounts that have millions of followers, but their audience is not valuable because mm-hmm. um, you know, the way they acquired it was uh, in the early days of Pinterest where new users were forced to follow somebody. Oh and, right! Uh,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pinterest started requiring people to follow a few others, and they were kind of uh, making recommendations based on your location and such. So, uh, say if you happen to be one of the first bloggers in, uh, you know, Paris to sign up for Pinterest, then uh, chances are you'd see that a lot of new people from France are suddenly following your account, which uh, interesting, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oftentimes, that audience um, ended up not being very valuable because uh, when you start publishing new uh, pins, uh, they're not really engaging with them. You you don't really get the traffic. So uh, I think more reliable metrics uh, are probably uh, based around traffic that you get from Pinterest, Mm -hmm. uh, based around metrics on uh, content that you've published recently. Like if you... If you added a hundred new pins this year, and if you have a good way to measure how, uh, you know, the Pinterest audience engaged with those pins, uh, things like, you know, how many impressions and, uh, clicks and repins you received, uh, those engagement metrics are probably, uh, much better uh, indicators of uh, how successful you are. If you want just <laughs> it's a fresh story in my mind, uh, I, I recently talked to a blogger that decided to start blogging just a year ago, uh, a little more than a year now. But um, she she started blogging, she uh, found her niche, uh, she started her Pinterest account, and basically in a year, she managed to get close to a million monthly visitors to oh God. her uh, blog from Pinterest. And, uh, she also found some really good ways to monetize, uh, that, uh, um, traffic, that audience. Uh, she, she made some, you know, partnerships with, uh, some companies that, uh, make products that are very interesting to her followers. Her followers were responding really well to information about those products. And, uh, she's basically like a millionaire.
0: She's just. killing it. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> <Yeah>, Totally. totally. <laughs> uh, and it, it it's so fun to hear stories like this. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think the opportunity on Pinterest, uh, very much, uh, exists today. Uh, you know, some people think that's, you know, you could only easily get quickly get from zero to, you know, most people would call a successful Pinterest marketing campaign, uh, in the early days. But in reality, I, I still see those success stories now and, uh, they're probably more impressive now than in the early days because The audience is so much bigger. Yeah, the tools are a lot better. Even Pinterest's own analytics uh, are becoming really powerful. And uh, yeah, people that approach their Pinterest marketing professionally, they they, they finally have uh, pretty good tools to measure how their content performs and optimize from there.
0: That makes sense. And uh, yeah, especially like you said, there's such a critical mass there. But I think that there's opportunity in that because you can really – Define a niche, right? You can really just right. kind of like, these are these are my people, and I don't care if I'm not getting a hundred million reach. I care about the ten thousand reach of like these really targeted group. So okay. that that's amazing. So when you're developing a strategy for Pinterest, what are some good things to keep in mind?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I think uh, you have to start with almost you know. The philosophical question of you know, you know what does it take to succeed on Pinterest, and uh, there will be multiple answers. But I think one important thing early on is to understand that uh, you know Pinterest is not a hard coded uh, machine. Sort of like early days of Google, uh, there was a you know, fixed algorithm, and you know everybody who um, who can guess how it works uh, was able to. Uh, optimize their websites to perform better on against that specific algorithm and a lot of people were successfully driving a lot of traffic from google by uh, kind of following all these uh, algorithm changes and making uh, optimizations based on that but pinterest is using a lot of artificial intelligence Uh, Mm -hmm. they hired some of the best experts in the world on this subject so uh it's not a hard-coded algorithm. It's a very sophisticated machine that that is powerful enough to analyze just about everything that you do. And um, what's important to understand is everything you publish on your boards sends signals to Pinterest about uh, you know how good you are at uh, meeting the needs of your audience compared to other pinners that probably have you know, similar content to yours like there's not a topic on pinterest that's you know all, all their topics are very popular mm-hmm. right so if you're pinning jewelry you can't be sure there are thousands of other you know, really cool pinterest accounts that have uh, you know boards dedicated to jewelry so whenever somebody is searching pinterest for jewelry or you know using their discovery tools pinterest has this interesting challenge. I got jewelry pins from thousands of pinners, which ones should I uh, present first? And that's where they use all this artificial intelligence to figure it out. So uh, some, some, some very basic ideas. Like if, if you're contributing to a group board, for example, every time you add a pin and then somebody else adds a pin, Pinterest can see how many repins your pin received over the first 24 hours versus other people's pins. And if if your pins, on average, do a lot better than other contributors' pins, then guess what? You're sending the right signals to this machine that you have an extraordinary talent when it comes to curating jewelry-related content. Interesting. That helps your whole you know, account, your your personal boards are dedicated on uh, to the same topic. That that will help them perform. And the opposite is true. If you if you're, if you're not paying attention, like you got invited to some board that doesn't have a very clear focus, and you could be just adding whatever content you got to that board and not paying attention to how well it performs compared to other people's content. Uh, you could be hurting yourself if uh, if this content does not meet the expectations of the audience of that board, then uh, people will not engage with it and even though the content could be high quality, but the fact that you're publishing it in the wrong uh, to the wrong audience uh, you're you're will, off point yeah yeah, yeah, it will result in poor engagement metrics, and uh, you'll convince spinners that uh, you don't have a talent in this area. And it's going to be harder for you to get a lot of traction with down the road. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, measuring uh, everything you do and thinking about like quality, thinking about the particular audience and how you can help them. Uh, so being intentional. Helpful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely uh, you know an intelligent <laughs> machine. I'm, I'm talking about uh, Pinterest, and <laughs> if you can get a good hang of how it operates and uh, you know, continually optimize your pinning strategy towards achieving uh, better metrics, which means you're also better meeting the needs of your audience, uh, That that's a good path to fast uh, growth and success on Pinterest.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So basically, being intentional and making sure that you're kind of staying on message through all of your pins, would that be, because yeah. I know that...
1: Also, also just quality, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. another thing that's very easy for Pinterest to measure is, uh, you know, what happens when people engage with your content. You know, you, you add a pin, and somebody clicks on it, Pinterest can easily see how much time they're spending on on the website that uh, was loaded uh, through this pin. Oh, wow. If, if everybody comes right back, uh, chances are you're sending people to... Uh, uh, web webpage that does not really uh do a good job engaging them with that content mm-hmm. uh, again you know it's a, it's a bad message to send you, you you're better off making sure that uh you know the uh drop off rate on your uh landing pages is as small as possible and people actually spend significant time on your uh website after clicking on your pins
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the worst thing you could do is actually publish a pin with broken link. And, uh, and you know, here's here's one gotcha that uh, some beginner pinners don't always understand. You know, it's it's very common on the web to be changing uh, your you know, URLs of your pages to be changing uh, the domain of your website, and technically it's very easy to do that. But uh, suppose you've pinned something, you know, from your website. Uh, and thousands of other Pinterest users repinned it. What does it mean when they repin? They create a copy of your pin uh, that now sits on their personal board and belongs to them. So when you change, a say your website domain
2: mm-hmm.
1: or URL structure, if you uh, if you don't take a really good care uh, that you know the old uh, URL still up and running and properly redirects all traffic to the new. Location, then uh, not only you're losing all the traffic that's gonna you know, keep coming from uh, from those uh, pins that were created before this change. Uh, you're you're also potentially showing that uh, you know you, you don't care about people that click on your pins uh, as much as some other pinners do. Uh, so you cannot change it. You see how like the copies of the pins that uh, reside on your personal boards you can go back, edit them, and change the source link. But this has no impact on all the copies of your pins that belong to other people. So the the best idea is to either just stick with your URL structure, don't don't mess it up. Or uh, when you're making some much-needed changes, uh, say, for SEO purposes, uh, then definitely set up. 301 redirects and make sure that you know the traffic that uh, goes to your old URLs will be automatically quickly uh, redirected to the new URL and uh, you know your visitors will not see any problems.
0: That makes sense. I actually had to do that recently where I had um, my old domain was handmade Brooklyn and then I decided to go uh, having a domain with my name and you know my my stuff was WordPress but I was very intentional on making sure like everything has the same URL structure so that I can do that 301 redirect and make sure, because I knew that Pinterest was going to be the big, and I didn't want it to kind of get back to Pinterest that I had, you know, like kind of like the telling the teacher that I had had changed things and getting penalized for it. So yeah, I, I think that makes total sense. And I also noticed when I was trying to work out a Pinterest strategy was that, you know, I, I have my business, but my husband and I are moving later on, so I've been you know doing like the what kind of kitchen do I want and what kind of but I've been keeping that away from my pinterest my business Pinterest because I just feel like mm-hmm. my my readers would be like what well, this is I don't care about your kitchen, you know what I mean like I, I'm here to learn yep. about this
1: and you know there's nothing wrong with owning more than one Pinterest account, and I would even say it helps to have an account that has one clear focus. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I stumble upon an account that, that starts with like, Hey, I'm a professional photographer that I devote my whole career to bird photography. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm into birds, then it's a no brainer. I want to follow this guy and get, you know, all the best shots he, he publishes. But if your account sounds like I love everything in the world, I'm gonna pin everything. That potentially, you know, following your whole account means that I will get a lot of pins on my feed mm-hmm. that don't match any of my personal interests.
0: That's a good point. Yeah.
1: So if if you want to have those kind of personal, you know, collections of uh, you know kitchens and things. Uh, for your own need yeah you you can either use secret boards on your business account for that or just create a separate account that's uh, your personal
2: stuff
0: i was going to ask you about that actually when it comes to secret boards does pinterest monitor that at all when it comes to the overall quality or um helpfulness of your account or is it just they're like this is secret for a reason so we'll just we won't count that
1: i personally believe there uh everything on your Secret boards has no impact on performance of your public boards. Mm-hmm. And I, I know some uh, some pinners use secret boards to just kind of dump a lot of content that random quality. They they think they'll do something with it later, mm-hmm. and it does not seem to have any negative impact on on performance of their public boards. Okay, good to know. But it it does help to really invest in, in the quality of your public boards, things like, you know, making sure most of your pins are uh, based on nice, big uh, photos, ideally with uh, you know, vertical orientation, things like, you know, making sure that every pin has a source link uh, and make sure that those source links work and that you don't get like a broken page uh, message when, when you click on the pins. Unfortunately, it, you know, It's the nature of the web uh, that some uh, resources disappear and uh, uh, some old links stop working. Uh, So the fact that Pinterest is basically a bookmarking system on steroids, (laughs) it doesn't avoid this problem. Mm -hmm. If you pinned uh, some great dress uh, a few years ago, who knows that little website that uh, posted that dress back then may be out of business and no longer serving any content. So uh, by keeping that pin and not fixing it to produce something uh, relevant, you're, you're potentially not meeting the needs of your audience and uh, kind of hurting your account level quality score per se.
0: Just a just a quick side plug here. Board Booster has a broken link checker, doesn't it?
1: Oh, uh, we, we call it Pin Doctor. Actually, pin Doctor. <laughs> it's 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 more than just broken links. It it just you know Pin Doctor tests. Your pins for nine different common problems, including some tricky things like duplication of content, like you know, linking to websites that redirect to potentially unsafe content, or even even things like linking to potentially irrelevant content. That's actually hard to detect automatically, but uh, we're trying to do a good job on that. And uh, basically, trying to look for you know, the images on the website that opens when somebody clicks on your link, and trying to find uh, and may, you know confirm whether whether this is uh, related to the content on your actual pin. Uh, so yeah, board booster is trying to help with quality because uh, frankly nobody has the time and the patience to go back to pins that. You created, you know, five years ago, <laughs> and test if their links still work and still produce some relevant content. Um, Can
0: you imagine? Like, what did you do today? I went to my five-year-old <laughs> pins and checked
2: sure.
1: <laughs> and you know what? One interesting stat from if if you look at like an average successful Pinterest account, mm-hmm. you know, an account that has uh, thousands and or hundreds of thousands of followers. On average, they have over twenty thousand pins. Wow. So to me, going back and checking them <laughs> for errors is a non-starter.
2: No,
1: absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I hope one day Pinterest will just offer some direct assistance with this, because you know, truth is, they probably know with pretty decent degree of certainty which of your pins are no longer producing uh, you know, the right contents. Mm-hmm. But you know, so far, they haven't started helping pinners uh, solve this problem. I, I hope they will. And I'm trying to lead by example.
0: here. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what board booster is for. Hint, hint, yeah. people. What do you think about adding Pinterest ads into strategy? I know that they're they're starting to expand it globally. Do you think that Pinterest ads are a good thing to implement early on? Or do you think that's sort of like a wait and see kind of thing?
1: I personally like to test everything. And uh, I've seen plenty of situations where the same exact strategy works great for one account and doesn't work at all for another account. Mm -hmm. I I know personally some very successful pinners that use promoted pins and get good results. And I also know people that tried them and figured that it's a lot more expensive than, say, buying traffic on Google if you have a budget for for advertising why not compare side to side how well your you know, facebook advertising works versus you know google versus pinterest and then decide to me it makes perfect sense and you know pinterest is making some changes recently they they used to show you know the metrics like number of uh, repins and likes that they were based on specific instance of the pin uh-huh. and now they're changing kind of gradually to showing the aggregate metrics uh, across all the
2: yeah I
0: noticed that
1: boards and that's uh, you know one one interesting uh, side effect of this is when you're looking at a pin located on any board, it's now hard to say if this pin uh, got uh, so many repins. Because uh, at some point in time it was promoted.
0: Interesting. Um, and that, that's sort of frustrating to see. Like, is has this um, like where did the most repins kind of come from? You know, like was it with mm-hmm. this group board or was it a promoted pin? Or that's why do you think they're doing
2: that?
1: Well, uh, in the past, if you search Pinterest, you, you know, it was very easy to guess. Uh, well, oftentimes in search results, they, they directly indicate that th- this is a promoted pin. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then you go to some account. Uh, like if you follow some board and it used to be very easy to see which pinners are basically buying their way to success versus, uh, growing organically. And, you know, some of us don't, don't like to see too many promoted pins on their feeds and, uh, gravitate towards pinners that are successful, uh, not because they, you know, spend a lot of money, but because they spend a lot of time on, uh, you know, content and mm-hmm. curation and such things. So Pinterest is definitely making it a little harder to figure out why every particular pin you're looking at uh, is so successful. Uh, so that that probably. Uh, works well in terms of it might work well for advertisers.
2: Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
1: I I don't know yet if it's gonna represent a, a challenge for regular Pinterest marketers. We'll see. Anyways, you know to to answer your question, if you have a budget, why not try promoted ads and compare how well they work uh, with you know your other advertising channels.
0: Just a little uh, sidebar to that I did I've done promoted ads before and I've noticed that for the most part it seems they just kind of dump the budget early and so I've been noticing that and I use board booster for this where I can see the board booster has these stats just I know you know this but for the people mm-hmm. listening um, board booster has these stats that show that when you get the most repins during the week or during the weekend like what what are the times? during the day, the specific like hours. And so I've used that to be like, okay, I set a reminder on my phone, like 7 p.m. on Saturdays, turn on Pinterest campaign. And then 9 p.m. on Saturdays, turn off Pinterest campaign. Just so that way I'm really getting the most the most reach to the people that are interested in what I have to say for my ads.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, we covered this a little bit and I know we're getting close to the uh, the end. So I will keep this question pretty short for you, but um, we covered some of this before, but what do you usually see people overlooking that can really help them get ahead? So I know you'd said before, like make sure your links are going the right to the right place. Um, are there any other things that they should pay attention to?
2: Actually
1: uh, a lot of things like uh, SEO, for example, like you want to make sure that everything you pin has a good, meaningful, description that helps uh, Pinterest you know find your pin when somebody is uh, searching for uh, relevant keywords oh, that is and, such a good
0: point I see uh, so many people that just have like the title of the the picture on there and it's like yep. you're you're missing a huge opportunity there.
1: Similarly, when you're creating your boards and uh, even your account, you're also entering some text there. You know, you you have to come up with the name of the board, the, the description of the board. Same thing for for the account. And uh, it's been you know a fashion on Pinterest to create um, boards with uh, you know I, I, I use the word silly uh, names or you know you put a lot of special characters there. <laughs> so yeah. People are definitely not. Uh, thinking about keywording first. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about making it look kind of express their creativity right. first. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think you know, professional Pinterest marketers should probably you know, consider the search optimization whenever they're entering uh, any text in Pinterest, uh, whether it's naming your account, your boards, your creating your pin descriptions. And also, when, when you repin something that does not have a good description, uh that that's your chance to basically outperform the uh, original creator of this pin by entering a better description oh, and it it happens all the time that uh you know somebody you know some some photographer will will create a pin that has a great image but uh, does not have a good description, mm-hmm. and then you can repin it, give it a good description, and uh, sure enough, your copy of that pin will get much better metrics. And that helps, even though it probably doesn't drive traffic to you, it still shows that hey, uh, you're actually you're good at <laughs> uh, collecting this kind of content, and uh, you know one day you will create your own pins on the same topic, and uh, th- they'll have a better chance to compete with other publishers.
0: Sort of like the star pupil, like Pinterest will pay more attention to you because you've done the extra work to make it valuable. Yeah,
1: I think everything you do, every every time you create any piece of content, it's used to measure how, how good you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Do you see a lot of people doing things with like um do you think there's a big thing metric wise for for putting a call to action in the description or do you think that's just sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't? Like uh, like a, you know, a click here to shop or something. This is like a that.
1: very good question. I think it it varies uh greatly based on, on the type of content. Okay. Uh like sometimes it's obvious why you should click uh, and some other times uh, not. Like, say, not the best example, but if if your pin is a joke,
2: mm-hmm. right,
1: so, some some funny pin, well, you can get the joke by just looking at uh, at the pin. You don't have to click on it, right? So the only chance of using that pin for driving traffic would be if you add a reason to click on it. Maybe like, hey, the rest of my favorite jokes are here.
0: Love that. That's so, and especially like, People use so many quotes, like inspirational quotes and things like that, yep. and that's that just ends up getting repinned. But I would think that you know, if you're adding call to action or something, people would be like, "Oh, wait, there's more. I can. I'm gonna go check this site out." That's a good point. Yep, love that. Well, Dennis, where can people find you out in the world?
1: Austin, Texas.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now,
1: you know, I uh, I'm the founder of uh, Born Booster, uh, so I'm happy to talk to everybody who. Signs up for Board Booster, and our, our support email is you know, support at boardbooster dot com. Having said this, you, know, you don't have to be a customer to talk to me. Just you know, shoot a question, and uh, I'll make sure I'll get back to everybody.
0: And I can vouch that Dennis is the one that answers the emails. I've asked him a couple of crazy questions before, and it's always been Dennis getting back to me. I uh,
1: I do try to uh, handle most of the. Support uh, for board booster. I think it's just uh, tremendous value for basically any early stage product to be like directly in touch with users to feel you know every pain point they feel, and uh, that 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 really informs all the product decisions and prioritization decisions. So uh, you know, f- for foreseeable future, I'll, I'll I'll try my best to keep being on top of uh, all the customer communication.
0: That's awesome. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Megan. It's fun talking to you and uh, uh, best luck with your show.
0: Great. Thanks. Helpful. Right. So helpful. I, I learned so much and I've been using board booster for a couple months now, like I said, so it's so fascinating, right? Like all of the little things you don't think about. and Pinterest can be overwhelming, I think. And, It doesn't have to be much like any of these social media things. Right. But I think that I really wanted to focus on talking about Pinterest and bringing Dennis on to talk about Pinterest because it is so useful, especially as compared to Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook. I mean, like he said, these people are qualified. They're ready to, they're into it. They want your stuff. And it just, unlike Instagram, it just click right here boom, right? So I hope this helps you in your Pinterest campaigns. And once again, thank you to Dennis for coming on the show. Check out his site, check out his app, boardbooster.com, or you can use my affiliate link, meganbrame.com slash boardbooster. Until next week, have a fantastic week. I hope you kill it. We'll talk soon.